Hello and welcome to The Servant's Quarters, a podcast done from my office, the matriarch and founder of the First Church of Humanity. My name is Sharon. Welcome. Ours is a new kind of church that focuses almost exclusively on the common golden threads of love and service present in every religion. While we realize that it may not be possible for the world to unite in doctrine or dogma, we wholeheartedly believe that it is possible for humanity to unite in love and service. This is our vision, and this is our purpose. Join us. Hello and welcome to the Servants' Quarters. My name is Sharon and I am at your service. Today's episode is all about forgiveness and why we need it so badly right now. For those of you who live in the United States of America, this should not be a difficult thing to see. We have had yet another explosive election, and following the election, we have yet another loud amount of citizens going after each other, telling each other that they're stupid, saying that they're happy that uh, pain and agony befell them. We have a real atmosphere of anger and getting even right now, especially if you're anything like me and you look at your Facebook feed, there's a huge amount of Democrats trying to get even with Republicans for Trump, trying to beat Republicans down, and that just doesn't help anybody. In fact, it leads directly to civil war. I want to be clear that forgiveness isn't for the other person. Forgiveness isn't because well, what you did to me, I've thought about it, and I can see how it was good. That's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not accepting or approving of what was done to you. It has nothing to do with that. Forgiveness is about wanting to be free and knowing that behind the eyes of that other person or that other institution or that other place that I'm so upset with, Behind those eyes in the rocks of the dirt that make up that place and the ideals that arise out of the things that make us angry, and all of that is the divine. And when I refuse to release the divine from my anger, I am doing nothing but binding myself. I forgive, not because I'm okay with what the other person did, not because I'm happy with what they did, not because I even think that they're a good person. It has nothing to do with any of that. I forgive because I want to be free. And because I want to be free, I know that I have to set you free to be free. So as I like to do, I'm going to give you an example from my own life. When I was growing up, my paternal grandmother was not mentally stable and nobody knew about it. And because I grew up in a Pentecostal church, the chances are that even if someone had known about it, they kind of would have swept it under the rug and pretended like it wasn't happening. My, my grandma was the kind of person who was one way one minute and the next minute she was somebody completely different. She had some serious mental health issues that were not addressed until the end of her life. I was the first everything in my family. I was the first child. I was the first grandchild. I was the first niece. I was everything. And I looked just like my grandmother. So she loved to spend time around me, and especially after my sister was born, my younger sister three years later, actually two and a half, I ended up spending a lot of time at my grandma's house. And while I was there, because my grandma wasn't mentally stable, a lot of horrible things happened to me. She beat me regularly. I remember instances of going into the ER with cuts and scrapes where she was a chief um, nurse. 
and watching her push the needle into my cuts way more times than it needed to be pushed into there with my parents standing over me who had no idea what was happening or what was going on. In fact, they didn't really understand what had happened to me until my 40th birthday. My grandma, um, she created a huge scar for me, a lot of pain, a lot of agony. I joined the military to get away from my hometown as quickly as I could where things just got worse. And for the longest time, I hated that woman. I hated her. I wanted nothing to do with her. And I honestly hoped that bad things would happen to her because of the things that had happened to me. When I got sober, we do in AA a thing called inventory. It's the fourth step. And it's coming out of hiding with the things that we're angry about, the things that we've done to other people, the things that cause us the pain that makes us reach out for a substance or some alternative to our current emotional state. And in this inventory, I was given the opportunity to see things from a completely different point of view, because by then, a lot of stuff that was family secrets that I'm really not going to go into here, but a lot of family secrets had come out and I had a completely different view of my grandmother and what had happened to her in her life and how she arrived at being the kind of person that it takes in order to torture a child the way that she tortured me. And then over the next 10 years, I did a lot of work on my grandmother. I did a lot of work on forgiving her, on letting her go. And I have now arrived at this space in my life where my grandma did something for me that I asked her to do for me. I sincerely believe that before I incarnated, I went to my grandmother, who I believe is a member of my soul group. I think that everybody who either causes us great pain, great sorrow, or great joy, all of the tr truly deep and impactful lessons in our lives, I believe, come from our soul, from our soul group, from our soul family that we travel through life after life after life. And I came to this woman before I incarnated and I told her that I needed to be hurt badly, that I needed to be scarred. And I needed to be scarred so that when I was healed, that my healing would literally become the healing of hundreds. But in order to be that source of healing, I had to experience that source of pain first. And I came to that beautiful soul and I asked her to do this for me. And she agreed knowing the karma that she would incur, knowing that literally in the Bible it says that it's better for somebody who forces a child or causes a child not to believe in God anymore, it's better for them to have a millstone fixed around their neck and to be dropped into the ocean. Knowing that she was going to incur that kind of karma, she said yes anyways. She showed up for me anyways. She caused me a great deal of pain in my life. And that pain has literally become the source of the healing that I extend to other people. And this situation is no different. I'm extending this story to you not because I believe that you have a story exactly like mine. Chances are most people don't have this kind of story. I have a very intense story. But what I'm trying to get you to see is that I had to release my grandmother in order for this level of healing to happen in my own life, in order for me to arrive at a place where I wasn't running from the demons that she created in the darkest corners of my mind, but I was running towards the love necessary to undo the pain that had been caused to me, that I had asked for, that I had arranged for, that I had been present for every moment. 
As much pain as I have experienced in my life at the hands of my parents, at the hands of my grandma, at the hands of the military, at the hands of other people as a drug addict and an alcoholic, I can tell you with 100% certainty that if I was given the opportunity to go back, to choose a different life, to undo the life that I have led, I would not do it. And I would not do it because I have had the opportunity of seeing the light go on in the eyes of women who had completely given up on ever being sober or ever being on solid ground again. And the reason that that light was turned on in their eyes was because some part of my story resonated with theirs, and because it happened for me, they believed that it could happen for them. There is nothing on this planet that could make me give up that moment of illumination in the eyes of another human being who finally understands, who finally understands why they went what they why they went through what they went through. I used to hear all the time in AA, there's joy in the journey. And I think that's a beautiful statement, but I don't believe that's true for me. There wasn't any joy in this journey until I understood the purpose for my pain. Until I understood that it wasn't just some arbitrary thing that had happened to me that had been forced upon me just because God's kind of cruel and does things like, you know, screw with Job and make bets with Satan that Job won't curse his name. That was the kind of God that I was raised with, and I needed to let all of that go. But in order for me to let stuff go in my life that was hurting me, I had to let my grandmother go. I had to stop cursing her with my thoughts and with my words and with the subconscious things that go on in our minds and our dreams and and what we think and do throughout the day when we're not really present. I had to let that go. I had to let her go so that I could let go all the stuff that her pain caused me to personally hold on to. And it wasn't her fault. It was mine. My grandma hurt me once. Well, that's not true. She hurt me repeatedly throughout my childhood. But every time after the last time that she physically hurt me, that I relived those things over and over in my head, I hurt myself. She wasn't present for any of it. Calling up the dead corpse of a memory so that I can beat myself with it is nobody's fault but my own. And that's what we continue to do when we do not forgive. When we don't forgive, we are constantly pulling out of the darkest corners of our minds the corpses of our experiences called memories. And like Pinocchio's father, we make those memories dance around and hurt us again. And then we blame the person that we remember hurting us the first time, even though they weren't present for any of it. It happened in our own minds. We have to arrive at a point where we're no longer speaking to somebody's label or to what they've done to us in the past, that we're present behind our own eyes, co-creating with the universe around us and willing to extend the olive branch of forgiveness, not because we think we're going to get anything out of them. We likely never will. We extend the olive branch because in so doing, we are symbolically extending it to ourselves. And as we extend ourselves that olive branch, as we extend ourselves the opportunity to heal and to grow and to change, we do that not only for ourselves, but we do that as a seed of consciousness in the collective. When I forgave my grandmother, I wasn't doing it just for myself. I was doing it for every other blessed soul on this planet who has someone to forgive and hasn't found out, hasn't learned, hasn't gotten to the place yet where they're able to forgive. My choice to forgive my choice to stand in the gap for them, to be the one that believes for them, even though I didn't know that that's what I was doing. By extending that to my grandmother, I extend it to you. But more importantly, I extend it to myself. 
so that now that I have forgiven a woman who probably caused me the most pain of anyone in my childhood, I'm able to forgive the people that hurt me equally out here in my life, in my world, in ways that have nothing to do with her. I'm able to release the man in the military who hurt me repeatedly. I'm able to release the people who don't do what I want them to do when I want them to do it and who it's so easy for me to look at them and say, you did that on purpose. To not extend anyone the benefit of the doubt, not understanding that when I stay in that pain and I ruminate in that place, the only person that I'm ultimately hurting is me. For me to hold on to something and to be angry at someone, I'm drinking poison, hoping that the person that I'm angry with will die, that they'll be hurt. It doesn't work that way. If I ingest the poison of anger and repeatedly reliving these things in my life that cause me to create negative energy in my physical and energetic frames, when I do that, the only person I'm hurting is myself. The other person isn't even present for that. They're not even here, that incarnation, that avatar that they're existing in. The only person I hurt is myself. So I'm speaking to you, especially who live in the United States of America. Forgive your fellow citizens. Forgive them not because they're the right party, not because they're the right religion, not because they're the right race, not because they're the right gender, sexual orientation, socioeconomic background, not for any of those factors other than you want freedom for yourself. There is no freedom to be generated in continuing to poke sticks at Republicans. There is no freedom to be generated from planning violent upheavals against Democrats. There is no freedom in two camps. Divided, a house will fall. We did not learn our lesson during the first Civil War, and we are replaying that lesson now, but forgiveness can have a huge part in how severe this lesson needs to become. You have the ability to let this go, to forgive, to walk away. You have the ability to rise above this, to be stronger, to be wiser. You have that ability, and it is a choice. So I'm calling to each of you, my beloved fellow citizens, my fellow Americans, my fellow souls, forgive. Forgive not because you have to. Forgive not because you are okay with what the person did to you. Forgive not because you believe in their political ideology. Forgive not because you believe in their religion. Forgive because you believe that they are an extension of you and that if you want freedom, you must first extend it to your other selves. Forgive because you know that in forgiveness is freedom. I promise you, you will not regret this choice. My loves, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. And that your choice to forgive is met with so much love and so much peace and so much power that you're left wondering why it took you so long to do so. May you always know that you are so so loved.